You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Welcome to Northern Lights MCC. We are part of a worldwide Christian denomination who celebrate the essential Christian message that the inclusive love of God is for everyone. You're very welcome if this this is your first time joining us online. Perhaps you've previously joined us in person, perhaps returning after a long time away. Perhaps this is your regular church, or maybe you're listening on the podcast. Welcome. Most of the things that you need for tonight's service will be on the screen in front of you. But you may want to have a candle to light during your prayers, and you may want some bread and wine or biscuits and juice some other combination um, to have during our time of communion. Please feel free to take part in as much or as little as you feel comfortable with. This Sunday we're considering the fruits of the Spirit and that's as part of our wider theme this month thinking about life in the Spirit. Last week we heard from Morgan about the gift of the Spirit and how it's been wrestled with over the ages and reinterpreted We heard about faith and hope and love. Tonight we're going to hear about Mikey, about the fruits of the Spirit and building our houses on rocks. And how do we find what is wise in these times? Today marks the end of Refugee Week. Refugee Week is apparently the UK's largest festival, celebrating the contribution of refugees and promoting the understanding of why people seek sanctuary. I've certainly seen some interesting articles this week and I would encourage you to look online and to find some things for yourselves. Many will also be celebrating Father's Day and this can be a time of great celebration so thank you to all of those who have been fathers and unlikely and unexpected and wonderful fathers but we also acknowledge that this is a time of sadness for others perhaps the grief and loss of a father or the absence of of someone who wasn't there, or for those who would have been great fathers but haven't had that opportunity. As we prepare ourselves to hear our readings from Morgan and Troy, and to be moved by the spirit in our sermon from Mikey and our prayers led by David, and the songs from our talented musicians, I wanted to share with you this prayer by Desmond Tutu. Disturb us, O Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we dreamed too little, because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, O Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the water of life, when, having fallen in love with time, we have ceased to dream of eternity, and in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of heaven to grow dim. Stir us, O Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture into wider seas where storms show thy mastery, where losing sight of land we shall find the st- where losing sight of land we shall find the stars. In the name of her who pushed back the horizons of our hopes and invited the brave to follow. Amen. Our first reading is from Galatians chapter five verses 1, 13 and 14, 
and verses 19 to 25. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers, sisters and siblings. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness and carousing, and things like these. I'm warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another, envying one another. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading is taken from Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 16 and 24 to 27. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns, or figs from thistles? Everyone then who bears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise person who built their house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish person person who built their house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is the result of the Holy Spirit's presence in the life of a Christian.
The Bible makes it clear that everyone receives the Holy Spirit the moment that she or he believes in Christ. So from Ephesians, as you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of God's glory. One of the primary purposes of the Holy Spirit coming into a Christian's life is to change that life. It is the Holy Spirit's job to conform us to the image and nature of Christ, making us more like Jesus day by day. It's at this point that I tell you a funny story about a lawyer. It's the best I could find for the moment. When an 88-year-old mother was called for dual was called for jury duty, she had to submit to questions or questioning by the opposing lawyers. Have you ever dealt with a lawyer? She was asked. Yes, I had one help me write my living trust, she responded. How did that turn out? They asked. I don't know, she said. Ask me when I'm dead. You can imagine that many of the jokes for lawyers, sorry if you are a lawyer, are linked to either making money or getting things wrong. The complexity of human law is so vast. One famous judge said, we have 50 million laws trying simply to enforce 10 commandments. There has to be a law against so many human actions because so many human actions are offensive or harmful to other people and to their things. Paul lists 15 acts of the sinful nature in the reading from Galatians that we heard. Morgan's sermon last week was also full of lists, but of a different kind. But then in verses 22 and 23, Paul lists nine things that he calls the fruits of the Spirit. And he ends verse 23 with this statement. Against such things, there is no law. Laws are to restrain people from certain behaviours, but there is no need to restrain people from these nine things, these nine fruits of the Spirit. Love, unconditional love, this type of love that keeps on giving, even though it's difficult to show affection to others. And this capacity to love grows out of the agape love that we receive from our loving God in heaven and is central to the faith as we heard last week. Joy. Is it possible to have joy in chaos? Not happiness or sadness based upon current circumstances and current feelings, but a deep-seated joy that lasts and burns when times are good and when times are hard. Peace. As opposed to anxiety, or worry, or worry that can overly affect? Can we rest in God's peace? Patience, being still and waiting on God and each other, rather than perhaps being tempted to always move ahead or to stay in control. Kindness, a gentle word, a soft answer, a helping hand, all demonstrate the fruit of kindness 
that in this culture is so often marked out with rudeness or selfishness. Goodness, set aside as having virtue, having honour, having integrity. Whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, we will set our eyes on these things. Faithfulness, dependability, steadfastness in the faith, being long-serving, keeping the flame alive in our hearts and in the hearts of others. Gentleness, a spirit of gentleness, giving grace freely, giving grace consistently, people feeling at ease around us because of the presence of gentleness. And self-control, a demonstration of life of self-control and discipline in a world where there are constant opportunities to let go, to let go in spirit, to let go in word, to let go in actions. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. In all the huge volumes of law around the world, you would search in vain to find a law against these things, as I've just outlined. So it's not true to say that everything that is good is either illegal or fattening. There is no need for laws to control the growth of this fruit, because in contrast to the other list we heard in Galatians, these acts and attitudes do not hurt people in any way. And as Morgan said last week, neither can we potentially abuse these fruits, as can sometimes happen for the gifts of the Spirit. These help, these heal, these add beauty and pleasure to life. These fruits are a foretaste of heaven. And the goal in this life is to become a garden where they grow in abundance. And so the really good news about the fruits of the Spirit is that they are available to all of us. Some people think that they have no gifts or certainly none that are spectacular. But Paul makes it clear that nobody is second class when it comes to the fruits. The gifts, as we heard last week, are like body parts. The eye has the gift of seeing, the ear has the gift of hearing, the feet the gift of walking and so on. Each has a specialised function that other members of the body may not have. But the fruits of the Spirit are for all of the members of the body equally. No Christian can say they don't have the capacity to love, to feel joy, or to have peace and the like, like other Christians. They may not have the gifts of others in the body, but we all have equal access to these fruits. They are not exclusive to any part of the body. They are for all parts of the body, and everybody, every member of the body, is expected to grow these fruits. You know an apple tree by its fruit. If there are no apples on a tree, but pears instead, you know it's a pear tree. All fruit trees are identified by their fruit. So the Christian is to be identified by the fruits that they bear. How do you know 
if a Christian is growing in Christ's likeness. You cannot tell by the position they hold in the church, or by the gifts they display, or by the awards they may win. You can only tell by the fruit that they bear. If someone's tree is bearing other types of fruits, negative fruits, by their fruits you shall know them, as we heard in our gospel reading. So these are the nine marks of the growing Christian. These are the nine signs of spiritual maturity. These are the nine evidences of Christ's likeness. Since they were going to knock down the trees opposite our house, I realised how much I love trees. They are so big, they are so strong, they are so dependable. And when in full leaf, they also managed to hide the awful new builds just opposite. I have an odd interest in the first 11 chapters of the Bible and in the book of Revelation. The first 11 chapters of the Bible sets the scene for the story of salvation, creation, the fall, the flood, the Tower of Babel, and the like. Big picture. And then the story zooms in to look at one person and their family. Mighty God becoming interested in the story of individuals. Similarly, in Revelation, we zoom back out to see the new heaven and the new earth and our future in Christ. Trees are present in both of these scenes. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground in Genesis. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the one uh, that we shouldn't eat from. Fast forward to Revelation. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life. It's clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city, and on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. Shame there was so much hassle of human history in between the two pictures. All of the fruits of the Spirit hang together like a cluster of grapes on a vine. You can't pick and choose which one you have and leave the rest alone. They come together. You have them all or you don't have them at all. You can't say, I'm going to be loving and joyful, but I'm not going to be kind and good. It's a package deal. And although your personality may favour some above others, they have to be part of your life in Christ. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is the result of the Holy Spirit's presence in the life of a Christian. And as we fight the fight and we run the race, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. We ask the Holy Spirit to help us to become more like Christ day by day in showing us and developing in us the fruits of the Spirit. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine 
and puts them into practice is like the wise one that built their house on the rock. Amen. All of us have been ill or know of others' illness. Every week at MCC, we light a candle to express solidarity with the thousands of men and women who have died of AIDS and with the many more who are now HIV positive or suffering from AIDS. With these, we can think of others who are ill, damaged or victimised, especially those who are stigmatised because of their condition and all, and all victims of war and civil strife. And we remember those whose names are in our Book of Intercessions. May the disfigured, yet transfigured Christ transfigure our disfigured world. Amen. In making our prayers to God, we remember what we really care about, including ourselves. Perhaps we are feeling grateful or especially happy. Perhaps we are fearful or sad or carrying a burden of guilt or are puzzled or feeling inadequate. But we can remember that God loves each of us without limit. You have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. I will thank you because I am marvellously made. Your works are wonderful and I know it well. Amen. At the end of Refugee Week, we give thanks for the gifts which people fleeing violence and oppression in many parts of the world have brought to us over the years. And those of us who feel safe can pray with those of us in Northern Lights MCC whose futures are uncertain and who even now seek asylum amongst us. O oh my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me, lest like a lion they tear me in pieces and snatch me away with none to deliver me. Amen. Following George Floyd's murder, many of us have been brought to a heightened awareness of much wrongdoing in our UK history and in that of other countries. Wrongdoing based on the lie of white superiority, from which many still benefit, and which in new forms continues today. May we find ways of resisting this. May all who exercise power or influence seek to advance your justice and peace with integrity. And may all of us remember to act justly, love tenderly, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Some of us can give thanks on Father's Day for fathers who have nurtured and sustained us. Some of us can only think of our fathers as absentees, or with disappointment, fear, or contempt. All of us can give thanks for those who have been good to us in our growing, in our maturing, in our living, be they close or distant relatives, or good friends. And many of us are grateful for older people who have inspired us on our life's journey. Whatever our past, we now stand as who we are. Compassionate God, 
You let us glimpse beautiful patterns of conduct, hints of your kingdom. Help us to pattern our lives on those hints, that in making manifest your rule, we may follow the one true exemplar of the kingdom, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For better or worse, our religion refers to God our Creator as Father. Father of light, in whom is no change or shadow of turning, you give us every good and perfect gift, and have brought us to birth by your word of truth. May we be a living sign of that kingdom where your whole creation will be made perfect in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we are invited to join in saying the prayer to his Father and ours, which Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us say together the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.